now. Maybe I can uh, handle some of the more mundane jobs, overseeing uh, bureaucracy, managing military, uh, energy, uh, foreign policy. That sounds good. All right, everybody, welcome in. Happy Sunday. I'm Matt Hayes, and I'm joined by Bob Panalone, unless, of course, he's going to leave to go make himself a sandwich during this pod. This is the analysis. Matt Hayes, sorry I was doing nude karate. <laughs> I knew that was your favorite scene. Yeah. <laughs> so I was a little late to the pod because i a little sweaty. But yeah, yeah you had to, get your, had to get your training in. Um, we're uh, referencing Roma. We're going to be talking about it. Uh, and we're also going to touch on Vice. There's True Detective Season 3 happening right now. As um, we're speaking. Obviously yeah, not so, as you're listening, but it's right. on. It's uh, live. I'll be, I'll be watching that as soon as we're done with this loser. As soon as we're wrapped. Um, all right. Let's, let's start with Roma. So I, I saw this before it hit Netflix. I, I've been banging the drums for uh, people to do the same. No one was listening to me. You have not uh, been banging. You have been pounding the table. You have been the- slapping your keys. I, I, I was making a humble um, a case for, for watching a movie like this in theaters. I think it deserves to be seen in theaters. Um, I think it's it's you've made the point already to me personally it's it's really interesting that this is the movie that netflix is uh getting behind in in that it it's such a cinematic experience it, one it of the really... most cinematic experiences this year and it's the one that almost everyone's going to watch on their television <laughs> including myself right uh what was i i right i think it's a masterpiece uh what was your reaction to it watching it at home i just before we get into my reaction I want to say that you are still downplaying how aggressively you were almost Michael Shannon screaming at me about my decision <laughs> to see this on my Netflix at home rather than go to the theater. So I, I, I want the people to know that. All right, all right. Well, well, Michael Shannon. I mean, I wasn't quite like David Foster level. Okay, or wait, fair. Or yeah, but What's yes, you were. Oh, um, Ben uh, Foster. Ben Foster. Yeah. You were very angry, but uh, this movie is checks a lot of boxes for me. I think uh-huh. if you've listened to this podcast for long enough, the living room drama or just the domestic drama, the, the, the slice of life, the simple movie, uh, are yeah. always my favorite every single year. And this movie is is obviously very well directed. We're going to talk about all of the nuances and all the choices that he made, but this was very much like cuz he's he's won the Oscar for Gravity. He did Children of Men, which was really great. Uh, yeah. but this one reminded me a lot of E tu mama tambien. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and we're probably going to be butchering um Spanish phrases and names and titles all over the place in this podcast, but this reminded me a lot more of that movie. Have you you've seen that one? Correct. Yeah, I, I've definitely seen it. I is that him? I actually didn't. He directed that. that one as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this one um, it was just it was so lived in, and the characters felt so real. And by the end of the movie, you 
you know you almost feel like it was it was a documentary and not performed and written and directed and you know just through the use of so many of his long shots and Caron's very much he's the long shot guy that's one of the things that he's definitely known for is these really long tracks him and um Alejandro Iratu Inuritu Inuritu excuse me I told you we were going to be banging these names <laughs> up. but uh yeah those two guys and, and you know they both happen to be Mexican directors but they're really known for these long tracking shots but it, it was just it was so crisp uh even on my on my beautiful giant hd screen that i have uh but mm-hmm, just the mm-hmm. for me um although it was just very technically sound and i don't even know how he pulled off some of what he pulled off in terms of setting the scene and the tone i was right. i was just really invested in the family in the characters and really it's all about a crumbling family and it's seen through the eyes of their housekeeper and uh you know it's very touching and and sometimes incredibly suspenseful uh and you know it just kind of builds scene by scene and sequence by yeah. sequence everything just has a perfect uh pace to it and you know the the movie just kind of it, it, it's almost like you're going out for a jog and you know you kind of start with a, a little jog to kind of get your feet underneath you but by, by the end you've got a real steady rhythm and, yeah, you got uh, that runner's high. Exactly, exactly. Which I I rarely get because I'm I'm never running that long. But I, uh, <laughs> I I just it was it was very very well done and it was so cinematic. And I got to give you credit, man. You're right. It, it it probably reads so much better in a theater. But I really enjoyed it a lot. I think a lot of the praise it's getting is well deserved. And I'm probably gonna put it as a front runner for best Oscar. How about yourself? Yeah, I think it's gonna be very hard to beat. Uh, yeah, you said it perfectly. It's like it's like this this steady drum beat that just kind of like builds and builds, and then it's like this little quiet little sleepy town or the, the sleepy house, and then you go outside, and the hustle and bustle of '70s Mexico City is almost overwhelming in this cacophonous sort of like medley of noise and sound. And, yeah. Uh, and then like it get it gets consistently more gripping and more engaging as like the the world around you kind of you're you're taken in by events happening in uh in the world around this little family and then and then you get to moments like towards the end where she like the the tracking shot into the waves and it's just like so and then, yeah and then it really hits like a crescendo and you're like holy shit this is like so and and then when she like has that miscarriage and you, you the camera never leaves her and that was the like, part wow. to me that was the that was the most impressive directing in the whole piece and it but that that, that that moment comes right out of that street mob scene yeah that was the part you got up to get a sandwich right? yeah yeah I, I definitely went and, and <laughs> made myself a little turkey and mayo <laughs> I, I did not pick up on the sarcasm when you texted me that. I was like, God damn it, Bob, you fucking serious. So full disclosure, I text Hayes right after I saw the movie. I said, saw the movie, um, did get up to get in the sandwich right before her pregnancy. So I did miss a, a small piece. Um, but, uh, you know, overall, I thought it was pretty decent. And Matt had this snarky ass... Well, you know, that's actually one of the uh, most thrilling parts of the whole film that you missed, but, you know, whatever. And just... I'm sure, I'm sure the sandwich was great. Sir, the sandwich was great. I was like, hey, man, I'm fucking kidding. I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, you got me. You got me good. But, yeah, but, you know, so we really treated it like a night at the movies, me and my yeah. girlfriend, Caitlin. And, you know, mm-hmm. we, we turned the all pod. the... Friend of the pod. Uh, we turned all the lights off. I put my phone in the other room, per your request. Nice. We nice. popped a little corn. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. We popped a little corn. Uh, cut, and... cut a hole. Cut a hole in the bottom of the bag. There you go. <laughs> Popcorn trick. Yeah. Get some milk duds tossed in there that those melt. Yeah, a little melt, a little melt, a little um, buttery chocolate. I love. Yeah, I love it. And um, I, I just threw it on for about an hour uh, just to see what it looked like on my TV. My roommate is taking up the better TV, so I didn't want to watch the whole thing. I'll probably rewatch it, but uh, it's still great. You know, it, it is. It's just like the the nature of being in your home. There's so many distractions. Like someone will text you, or you're like, "Oh, I, I think I'm gonna eat that leftover pizza." Uh, get up, you know. It's just it. It's so much. I think it's just more. You appreciate it much more if you're kind of locked into the the isolation chamber that is the theater, which it feels absurd to make the case for because you know people have been going for the movies, going to the movies forever. Yeah. Uh, you you know what you're getting out of it, but now I think people are forgetting the benefits uh, and definitely the sound being a big reason for that because i mean at home or at home cinemas or you know studios whatever it's really hard to uh, maximize the sound quality i mean tvs are getting better and better but uh that's the surround sound and like the big the big um speakers it's hard to recreate but i do think this is like master filmmaking uh to say nothing the fact that he also did the cinematography yeah because normally he works with that I can't remember his name, and I don't want to try to say it because I've already messed up four different names on this podcast. But the guy, he's won like three Oscars in a row. Three Oscars in a row, and he decides to uh, go solo, not not use that guy. So he, Gravity and then the two Inuritu films were the three back-to-back-to-back. Yeah, Birdman um, and then um, Revenant. For the cinematographer. Yeah. Everybody uh, drink. Everybody drink, Leo. Uh, but, yeah, for me, for me though... Isn't the 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 woman who plays the housekeeper, Cleo? Isn't she is a first time actress, her first performance? First ever? time actress, yeah. And it's just like, how 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 do you do? How do you just step into this and just bang that out? Like the most simple, honest, like fearless, yeah, nuanced performance. And us assholes are spending sixty thousand dollars going to theater school. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every time we reference our acting careers, everybody drink, but. It's uh, show shows up, knocks it out of the park, yeah. Oscar nom. Yeah. Uh just just happy to be there. I mean, at the Golden Globes, you saw her. She's like so sweet and just like the most humble person in the world. Uh, and what a what a great performance. And, and she, it wasn't like, you know, she had nothing to do. Like like it's some kid where the director has to kind of mold and shape. It's like she had she had a lot of big scenes. Yeah. Um especially the the birthing scene and then when her d bag boyfriend shows up, uh, yeah, the Matt Hayes know, character. Shoot, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have worked on that routine. I think that's my next year Halloween costume. <laughs> the, the, the battle stick. <laughs> A battle stick, nothing else. Yeah, when she goes to meet him in that in that field where all those yeah. losers are trying to all the to stand losers. in the crane pose. <laughs> yeah. They can't do it with their eyes closed. Yeah, uh, and then she's able to like. N- n- that was pretty. Yeah, cool that, that, that was a nice. That was a nice little metaphor there. Pregnant lady. Did you think that like, all, like every frame in this movie is just like beautiful? Like so it's, nice. Mm-hmm. And then like there's there's so much humor involved too. Where like you know the guy's dick swinging around and she's sitting there like lovingly 
appreciating it but also kind of hiding a smile and then for like the new year's scene i mean i just watched it so it's kind of fresh but when when she goes to like the nanny's underground party and they're walking down those steps and it looks fucking awesome like something out of metropolis and these two ducks are fucking like (laughs) the, the stones uh just like there's and then whenever they go outside there's so much going on there's trucks passing and like everything going and everything is in focus it looks amazing you can kind of and then there's moments where like the the rack focus happens and when the guy sits on the end of the bed and he moves closer and i mean that's really hard to do in black and white with like the you know the old cameras they're using and just like if you're able to pick up and notice any of these these things it's it really makes you go wow that's it is really like a guy on on top of his game yeah those street scenes are incredible especially for it being a time period movie uh, yeah, it, it like, really they... transports you into exactly. that world, and I've I've been to Mexico, but always very tourist fucking yeah, you know Cancun and Puerto Vallarta and stuff like that. But you, you really get a sense of that you took a trip to uh, Mexico City there, and and in I, the seventies, it feels yeah. like you travel back in time. Like it's... I know they just you know call up some people that have the cars laying around, and they flood the streets with them, but it really. They really do a nice job of creating the the time period. Yeah, it's incredible. And then and then there's just some really critical moments, some big moments in the movie that take place around the cinema and around movies. Yeah, uh, particularly a lot of yeah, a lot she, of people watching movies. She goes to the you know her first date. They're leaving. They decide to bail on a movie, and then the, when she tells of the pregnancy, they're inside of a movie. And then um, mm-hmm. when the when the kids when when she's taking the kids to see that uh, space epic, I don't know what space yeah. epic, but the, they they pass their father. There's just some really like, right like, yeah uh, uh, critical moments that are all kind of built around the movie, and, and the, the movies are obviously very personal to the director i think he says oh, like 80 percent. Sure. he was one of those kind of not a rich kid but pretty well off kid that had a nanny and his family was and going a driver through turmoil. yeah family was going through turmoil and he always just wanted to tell a movie from their perspective so uh just Love really it. really cool story and it's just really simple it's really simple and it's and it's kind of uh, the beauty of humanity and simplicity mm-hmm. and um in the strength of a family bond and, and how that's going to endure. I think it's just, it's very, very, very nice film. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. I, um, I, the movie stuff was cool. Like, um, definitely that nighttime scene where the family's going to the movies. It kind of felt like, you know, something like King Kong where like all the light, the marquees all lit up and it's kind of, you know, old school New York. It, it kind of had like a Manhattan vibe and, in, in in the way that it was so lively around the theater. Like yeah, all those tiny... street vendors that are selling those bouncy yeah. balls or the weird little toys with mm-hmm. with strings. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you can almost, like, smell, like, what, the, the roasted nuts or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, it was kind of cool to be so immersed into the Mexico City. I mean, I, know, I think Roma is, like, a small ta- um, suburb of Mexico City. I'm not quite sure, but... Um, my, a good friend of mine, non motherfucking Lee, uh, Lee. Is, uh, he just decided his bachelor party is going to be in Mexico City. So uh, it was cool to get a little preview of what what that's all about. Yeah, you'll, so, you'll, let's go. See, let's go on the Roma tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck you, Hayes. We're gonna yeah. go drink and <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey. <laughs> No, guys, come on. We're going we'll to Senior Frogs. <laughs> you could Bruce go on your glasses, little tour. Make everything <laughs> yeah, movie nerd. Yeah. Um, 
what's uh i i think i mean i know it won the golden globe and that's that's hardly it's such a poor indicator of what could win oscars but i do think director is almost locked up i think piss, picture could go anyway mm-hmm. anywhere you could you know um early signs are maybe you know um stars born is is still kind of in in the forefront of people's yeah, conversation took, that took but, a uh, bath at golden globes but i don't think anyone took that seriously yeah nobody takes the golden globe seriously in terms of like ooh. Uh, uh, Coast. I was actually talking to the director of the new show I'm going to be doing, uh, Everybody Drink, reference to my acting career, and we we were both in agreement that the that was the go the Globes going out of their way to try to be like, look, we have uh, we're a little against the grain. We have a different opinion than everybody else. Here's you, just the right. Bohemian Rhapsody and all this other stuff that you know uh, the Kaminsky project that nobody's seen, and we've got this alternative point of view. So I think that they were they were trying really hard. Going out of the way. Yeah. Well, they love to award um, the the Hollywood um, stalwarts, you know, Michael Douglas, any old, you know, um, kind of, man, like icons. They always trot them out there. Um, Any excuse, get Johnny Depp, even if he's in some trash movie, you know, that that, gets them. Yeah. (laughs) Have you seen the tourist? No. 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 but yeah, so that's kind of a joke. I, I always look to I always look to like the SAG directors, producers guild, critics. and then cr- critics' choice is always mm-hmm. a big one. But um, yeah, I guess using that as a springboard. I mean, Roma, I think easily could win Best Picture. I think it definitely deserves it. Cinematography and director, I think, are almost locks. Yeah, a lot um, of technical awards. Um, um, oh, done. oh, I, yeah. I wanted to ask you because I know back when First Man we chopped, um, we were giving it a lot of technical awards too. Would you? Where do you swing now? Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you penciling in Roma for sound at any editing awards? Are you no, sticking with your first man? My my first man for mixing and editing. That's where I'm gonna live. Um, yeah. But then um, cinematography and hmm, I don't know about uh, visual effects because I, I I've heard that this movie did a lot in terms of technically that it, although it's not in your face visual effects there was a lot of just in in terms of that world creation. It'd be interesting. Any... Any any examples? I don't know. I, I I I have no idea how any of it was pulled off. So, but yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Because for me, it just look, yeah. It, for me, it just seems like it was like top notch old school filming. But if there's some sort of technical like location scouting, yeah, I think there was actually more technical advancement than we're even aware to, which is great. That's just a telltale yeah. sign that it was very effective. So yeah, amazing. Uh, yeah, the best stuff or or, or stuff that they is made to look easy or, or stuff that you're able to hide and make make seamless um especially I, with like the black and white it kind of masks a, a lot of technical um modern i think achievements i very was, much anticipate matt hayes going full ben foster slash michael shannon when people come up to you and they're like roma i mean i watched it on netflix but i really didn't get into it and you're gonna go did you make a fucking sandwich in the middle of that thing and be like well yeah i mean you know i was like playing i mean H2. i watched like I watched like ten minutes of it, but then like uh, you know, it's just like a family. And then I wanted to watch Taylor Swift's Reformation concert tour. And it was so like, I what's t- the big deal? So you know, I really don't get it. I guess it wasn't that good. Kind of a lame year, whatever. I think I think <laughs> I could see you putting your foot through someone's, uh, you know, the the forehead vein would be pulsing. Yeah, so. uh, well, that's yeah, just what I'm saying. I think a lot of people will miss out on experiencing um, something that's truly great. 
Um, and, and what's funny about Netflix, because you guys talked about this when you did Bird Box um, and like the numbers game. I Netflix doesn't care if people see Roma. They just want it to be part of the conversation. Like they just mm-hmm. want to win an Oscar. So people are like, oh, yeah, I guess, you know, I, I'm the one person that doesn't have Netflix. Maybe I'll sign up for it because I won an Oscar. Um, they're not going to watch that movie. They're going to throw on some fucking uh, Duck Dynasty reruns. or it, yeah. it, it doesn't matter what people are watching. It's just that they they just want active subscribers. Uh, so it, it's just an interesting model where they just they, – they desperately want, like, the prestige awards. Uh, that definitely seems like what they're gunning for now. But there they is also... an arms race between Amazon and Netflix to get the first Oscar. For sure, between yeah. the two of them, it's almost like first man. It's almost like the U.S. versus the Russians. Like they're both yeah. in this sprint to try to win. A, so we'll see. Wait, wait, which is fine. You know, that's a, a noble pursuit. I just think it's funny that like it's so obvious that they don't care if anybody watches these things. It's because they live and die by people signing up, and then the algorithm will point them to you know some cooking show mm-hmm. uh, or the thousands of stand-up specials that are on there. <laughs> But uh, well, let's take that opportunity to move on to Vice, the 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 next movie we're we're gonna talk about. I let, let me start the conversation by saying that uh, so there were some leftover edibles at my apartment the other day. I had a nice. Sunday off. I decided to ch- chow down on these things, and I don't really know what I'm doing, so I definitely overate <laughs> at about 20, 20, 25 milligrams of uh, okay. edibles. Uh, through well, on what, Vice. Where were you? What were you on? You were on cookies. Was this uh, gummy bears? Uh, it was. It was it was a it was a single packaged cookie and then like a leftover mint chocolate bar that had been sitting around. Okay. I was just like, oh, I'm gonna use these up, you know. I'm gonna chill. Um, <laughs> way too, way too much. I, I'm an I'm an hour in device, and I I literally thought this is the best movie I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I was absolutely blown away. I I, I couldn't believe this was accomplished. And then so I I had to rewatch it the next morning to get a little perspective on it. But I I still really liked it, and it might be my favorite movie of the year, or the most fun, uh, and and also probably my favorite. Having just said Roma is a masterpiece, this was maybe my favorite. Yeah, there's a difference between favorite movie of the year and best movie of the year. Yeah, I can, I yeah. can understand that. I definitely did not take any hallucinogens when I saw this, <laughs> and had a, a a different feeling than you, because yeah. I wanted to like this movie more than I did. I really wanted okay. to like this movie. Uh, just what the way Christian Bale looked like in that trailer that I saw yeah. just blew me away, and it became mm-hmm. must see. Uh, then you're going, oh, Sam Rockwell, like one of my boys, is in this, yeah. uh, you know. And then the the W, and then uh, Steve Carell, McKay has definitely reshaped himself. He used to be kind of poop and pee, improvisational <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Will Ferrell and John C. Riley guy, and now he's uh-huh. definitely this political dramedy. Like people are expecting him to come with like hard hitting satire. Yeah. And yeah. uh I really just think that it was it was not nearly as fun. I think that it, it actually I, I wanted to see can McCade just do a straight movie? Because Well it's funny, he's also using David Russell's cast. Um Yeah, he's using his guys. <laughs> yeah. Um you you want to see him do a straight I love that you know they're they're going for the political stuff uh, but also trying to make it fun. Like, didn't you love that mid that mid movie credits roll where it's like that was and, my favorite and he, part. And mm-hmm. he lived happily ever after. He chooses his daughter over politics. He never had any health problems. <laughs> that, that was great. I love the I love the digs they kept taking. Um, have so 
have he wa- had he walked away when he gets those polling numbers back and he's at the bottom of this list in terms of polling yeah. he's like i'm just gonna raise raise cattle or like champion horses uh-huh. and like tend to my family move yeah. up to nashwood get a little spread get some sheep and tend to them yeah thank you will uh <laughs> fuck you you're the shepherd <laughs> but uh yeah i mean that i mean there was some fun stuff in it but as for me i was kind of like also like does this guy have the capacity to do it straight because then he's like using these the edits the fast edits that worked really well in big short you're like he's using them again in this context they don't work as well and it's like is this just your trick is this your yeah. move because i thought that that was a deliberate choice for that one particular movie but now right you right. have this like weird macbeth scene i think i i really started to get turned off right when the macbeth scene happened i loved that man i i oh, thought see, that was so cause, cool cause you were on drugs that's why yeah. you like that. That's a perfect <laughs> scene for somebody on drugs. <laughs> but, but it's also like, yeah, the, these they're these are really good actors, and they can crush Macbeth when they have to. <laughs> yeah, but in the context of that movie, it does not help tell that story <laughs> at all. It's just distracting. Uh, I don't know. Like, I thought what? it was. I thought I thought it was a blast. I was just like, I was man, I was flying, just appreciating. I bet you like, were. Because, like, everyone in it is, like, doing, like, look what I can do. Oh, yeah, look look what I can do. And it's, like, this dude's in fucking fat makeup, and he's, like, doing a, a spot on Dick Cheney. But he's also, like, you know, playing, you know, to the to the T, nailing this, like, Macbeth, Macbeth. scene. Yeah. I, I, mean, I it was, thought it was they, incredible. They, they, they read it well. but that, Props that to you for uh, props to you for identifying the, the Shakespeare. Oh, thanks. Hey, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm a theater turd. Yeah. Drink, drink um, notes or acting career. What's I, uh? I think, you, go ahead your question no i was just what, what, what grade are you giving it because i know like rotten tomatoes it's what 78 or whatever no or i gave it a b i gave it a b i and that's the thing it's like i still i still enjoy the, mo- the movie i'm it's just now that when you start to get to award season you start to to nitpick harder you know okay so i really enjoyed the first half of this movie more than the second half i i enjoyed the rise of cheney and tim as the kind of temp in the the card cue Turner for Steve Carell. I liked all the stuff between him and Steve Carell. I liked him kind of developing into his the family man and in some of the, the early drama with him and his wife. Uh, yeah. I really liked well, Amy a- Adams. And then once it got political, dude, once the, yeah, once basically that, that credit screen rolled uh, and they, they got into the back half of the movie, I, I turned off more. See, I'm kind of the opposite, and it's probably because the drugs were kicking in. But I did rewatch the second half. <laughs> but it's like um, because, all right, yeah, what you're talking about—that's the simple story. That's the nice, the nice movie. The stuff we didn't really know about a guy nobody really knows. But then when he, the scene where he accepts the nomination from W, who I think Sam Walker was hilarious, and they always like. Fr- when they freeze framed on his mouth like like a trout that's just caught the line. The whole fishing metaphors was kind of cool in that I moment. I was saying that was cool. When he accepted the not when he accepted the whatever the running mate thing, and then when it kind of took off and it go, it goes deep into this rabbit hole of like holy shit, these guys really got away with all this. Like it, it kind of blew my mind that like that this was happening under our nose and it. It never really got out, except when people were like, "Hey, wait a minute! They never found any WMDs. Fuck you guys!" And we just all make fun of Bush and Mission Accomplished and that whole scene. And yeah, I still remember. But the fact that this this guy was essentially the president uh, below, and that kind of blew my mind. Like the revelations that were coming out towards me, because I don't really pay attention to this stuff. 
mm-hmm. that much. So like when a guy like Adam McKay does and he ded- dedicates his life to political satire and he's able to frame something in a digestible way, same like with um, The Big Short, how they're able to pros- you know present all that information, heavy information. Um, in they like can break it down way. to a modern audience in yeah. You know, break it down to them like like we're seven, which is good. I appreciate that. <laughs> my you know, like my my heart was bumping, man. I was like, holy, like it, this is this is this is intense. It's like yeah, this again, is, you're on a lot of drugs. So <laughs> yeah, but did did, did, did didn't were you wasn't your mind blown? That's like I know it's a movie, and then you know everyone's in costume, but like. This is as close to like a real look in. I mean, I know it's completely sensationalized, but also maybe it wasn't even that that different from what actually went down. Um, I don't know. It was I'm interesting. Just... There were a few things that really caught my eye. First of all, <clears throat> the scene the the vice presidency is a symbolic job. That bit, yeah. uh, and he talks about the quote mundane jobs. I'll take the mm-hmm. mundane jobs, and it's basically everything that's critical to the presidency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, George Bush was like, "Yeah, it sounds great. Let's party." Yeah, it sounds great. Uh, that was that was really funny. Just like him rattling, and it's a little in the trailer, but I uh, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was just really interesting. And then the focus groups—that's the part that was really eye-opening to me. It's like, oh, this this phrase polls very poorly amongst the American right. audience. So instead of that, we're going to phrase it up and say we- weapons of mass destruction. And then that's going to get us the reaction that we want. And just how everything, all those buzzwords that were used in that presidency. Death, were, death tax. Were, yeah, yeah. All of that stuff was just very meticulously uh, used and, 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 and yeah. researched. I, and it's like, yeah. oh, shit, they fucking got us. Yeah, oh, shit, like they got is, us. This yeah, is like they... a master in master class in uh-huh. uh, in marketing, you know, and dicking and dicking over everybody, mm-hmm. and how just <clears throat> all of those choices benefited a, a very, very, very small amount of people in this country, or even just the blind, the coin flip of him choosing a party, and it's just like him at this, yeah. at this speech by Rumsfeld, and he's like, oh, what, what. He's like, one guy's like, yeah. hey, I'm Democrat. Do you mind if I take... He's like, yeah, who's that guy? He's Republican? I guess I'm Republican. Yeah, right. cool. It's like, and then just the, the domino effect that that one decision <clears throat> has on the entire country and the, the entire world. world is very enlightening. It's very interesting. It's it's they, and it's entertaining. Well, and they, they created ISIS. I mean, that that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Be- because they, like, they had to find some, you know, they trump up some fucking connection to Iraq. And, and in doing so, they create this celebrity Islamist terrorist. Yeah. And then he creates this movement, which is now destroying the, yeah. the whole world. That was that was honestly news to me. Like, that information, if however accurate it is, is, yeah. is very, uh, was, was, I was like, oh, shit, I had no idea. Yeah, see that uh, that oh shit moment was happening to me like every two minutes. Okay. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, and, and then the um, uh, oh man, what did you just say? The uh, the focus group moments. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're like the woman leading that was really funny too. Like I'm angry, I'm mad, fuck this. Okay, uh, Arthur has a very interesting point. I'm interested in that. Who else is who else is mad? Who else is? <laughs> it's just like this really weird way to direct a session. And like if you're sitting there, I'd be like, oh, this is so fucking, I don't know, cheesy and forced. Yeah, um, guy in the Keyshawn Johnson jersey. Uh huh. This is a nice little touch. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, yeah, it's it is two movies. They're almost two separate movies, and that that yep that screen that rolling credits separates the two of them. I uh, and 
you know, I'm, I was kind of more interested in the character and, and that's what I think there was a lack of character to a degree where, and, and they say it in the beginning where there's like, this guy's so secretive. We did our fucking best. That's a nice little laugh line to start you out. But, uh, you know, I was more, I just kind of wanted to see more of like why he made some of those choices and why him or even Rumsfeld, Damn. like why they were the people that they were besides just that they were part of this swamp. Uh, but I, you never really understood a ton of that angle. Just that he was. Who uh, who are you taking in the fantasy draft for like the next uh, political film? You, you going with Josh Brolin's W or uh, Sam Rockwell's? Give me Rockwell's. I didn't really yeah, like. Well, too. I also hate Oliver Stone, so I didn't. Yeah, like that yeah. W he, movie. He, he's a total blowhard at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, that that I, and I'll I definitely think... take Bale's Cheney over um, Dreyfus's Cheney. Cheney. <laughs> I forgot about Dreyfus. Dreyfus. Um, Steve Carell really grew on me too. I, I didn't really buy him as someone other than Steve Carell initially, but, uh, when he comes back, when he's older, when he, when he becomes secretary of defense, um, that was, uh, I, I was pretty, I was pretty impressed. Yeah. That, that scene on the phone that they have together is, is a nice little moment. Yeah. It's like, you son of a bitch. You son yeah. of a bitch. And, uh, I know you don't feel bad because, because I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Yeah. That was yeah. cool. Um, so shout overall, out to again, uh, Tyler Perry did a nice job. Tyler Perry, Colin Powell. I thought he, I thought he looked spot on, and and also the chick who, whoever that is, doing uh, Condoleezza, Condoleezza Rice. Rice. Mm. Yeah, just man, the makeup. Just give it to him right now. Yeah, makeup's definitely going, uh, going the way of Vice, and then Christian Bale. And the movie doesn't work without the performances. This yep. movie is fucking trash if it doesn't have Christian Bale in it, or even Amy Adams for that matter. Amy Adams is mm-hmm. really good. She and, really grounds it for sure, and she really, honestly, most of the character in the in the whole movie comes from her. Mm-hmm. So, she is the motivator for this mm-hmm. satanic man. And I saw uh, this with my stepdad and my mom and Caitlin, and my stepdad is mm-hmm. very Republican, and he had an oh, interesting. Okay. He had an interesting insight, and he really liked the movie actually. Um, oh, I I was expecting a lot of groans from. Well, I, they did get away with it, so I guess the Republicans kind of. Well, they're also you know that monologue at the end. You know, there's kind of a mm-hmm. little bit of they, they they play a little bit. It's definitely very uh, uh, left slanted, but mm-hmm. um, you know that monologue at the end kind of gives the perspective of the Trump supporters and kind of their feelings behind that. Or not the yeah. Trump, the uh, the Cheney, excuse me. Whoops, right. Freudian slip. But, uh, you know, my, my stepdad said, you know, it was really interesting because, you know, he was the man behind the president pulling the strings, and then she was the woman behind the man pulling the strings. So she, yeah. in a lot of ways, she was, pulling um, the strings. you know, she was pulling strings. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, I was like, yeah, that's a pretty good point. But, uh, you know, overall, I thought it was pretty solid. I, I just wish there was there was a little more character. But Christian um, Bale for uh, best actor? He's definitely going to be in the running. He'll be He'll be one of the noms. He'll be going up against what Bradley, you think? Yeah, and probably uh, first man, uh, Gosling. Gosling, Rami Malek, I guess will probably get nominated. And then maybe Chalamet. Um, Timothy uh, Chalamet. I'll I'll throw in my boy. Um, oh my god, I'm gonna blank on his name. Uh, first Reformed. Lucas Hedges. No, no, First Reformed. Oh, uh, oh, Ethan Hawke. Sorry, Ethan Hawke. I'm yeah. thinking of Boy Erased. Yeah. No, Ethan Hawke. I think uh, should get a serious look. That Love I don't know if you've seen Hawk. that. I don't know if you've seen that yet, but that movie's great. If it gets nominated, mm-hmm. I'll definitely put it at the top of my list. But I'm trying to knock some of these some of these ones that I know I'll have to have an opinion on off first. But uh, yeah, overall, Christian Bale, man, is he the new Daniel Day? Is I he think the next so. Guy? 
he he's he's the yeah he's the one that goes balls deep <laughs> he just his volume is more he does more of them but yeah just the the transformation and the chameleon is yeah uh, he, he he's the modern yeah he's the only other chameleon i can really think of mm-hmm just yeah completely and then his unrecognizable what about his acceptance speech where he thanks satan for the uh the inspiration I was fine with it. I was fine. Whatever. <laughs> you know that 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 whole that, that just goes to show how little respect those those people have for that award show. Do you notice half the time when the presenters would come out, there was people just still talking very loudly, well into their presentation. Yeah, the the mix on that was distracting. Um, <sighs> yeah, it, you know, but, uh, it's yeah. But yeah, him just kind of he's probably you know that. But they do that at the end of the night, so he's probably four or five G and Ts. In. I, I literally only watched the Golden Globes because I was still so high eight hours later that I hadn't moved from the couch. Dang. You're like Towley. <laughs> I, uh... Oh, man, this is oh, good man, shit. This is, this is some really good Golden Globes if I can blow my mind, man. Yeah, dude, that, that Tegrity weed I got was... Uh, yeah, I had this guy on a scooter show up. Yeah. You're like Randy <laughs> when he was playing that heroin video game in his underwear. <laughs> I just gotta catch the dragon. The yeah, dragon. yeah, I wasn't doing heroin. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah I, I start the movie at 1. I think the Golden Globe... I, I, I didn't move until maybe 10 p.m. Um, <laughs> ridiculous. Anyway, but um, I'm gonna go watch True Detective Season 3. I'm yeah. hoping for a return to form. Yeah. Uh, I mean, can't possibly be any worse First than reform. Season 2. Uh, but earlier reviews are saying that it's a uh, return to form. Nice. Um, which, which gets me, that gets my uh, pee-pee a little, huh? A little, uh, um, a little, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, a little Mahershala oh, Ali. Oh, <laughs> Great. Well, let's run off and see it, and uh, I'm sure we'll have more to, more to talk to. Big, big season coming up for us. It's our money season here. So looking forward to getting on here and, and chopping with you more. Thanks for uh, joining up with me. Yeah, you were you were you're True Detective season one guy, right? Loved it. Yeah, I I, I think it's my fa- my the, I think it's my favorite show. I Think the lights in, in one in one <laughs> I don't sleep, I dream. There you go. There you go. Russ Cole. Right. Hey, what's what's the point of cake if you can't eat it? Uh, so I think I'm gonna go have my cake and eat it too, Bob. So enjoy your night. Thanks, you too, and thanks everybody for listening. Yep. Bye. Bye. In his briefs on CNN, I knew that he was not like ordinary men. Head over heels, I fell for his shuck and jive. Dick Cheney, ain't he the sexiest man alive? He's like a barrel of oil, he's crude and yet refined. He makes me feel like I've been wine-dined and strip-mined. His heart is broken, but somehow he'll survive. Dick Cheney, ain't he the sexiest man alive? The briefcase, the trench coat, super spy styling. You tell him, honey, smile. He says, I am smiling. He's carefree, he's hair-free, you get the idea. He's got a good case of Sean Connery. <laughs> and when
when it's late at night, we'll go back to my place where he can tap my phone and shoot me in the face. <laughs> He's always going off half-cocked, that's why. Got to say Dick Cheney, ain't he beautiful and brainy? Second only to Saddam Hussein, the sexiest man.